0: and we're back and you are listening to villain cast bjj anti with myself chris the villain pains and naki el jefe I shared and welcome to reap the week but first a quick thank you to our members at in theory bjj concept driven jiu-jitsu for fight commentary technique and concept videos private coaching monthly webinars and q a sessions please visit www patreoncom bjj dude. Do you have to bounce your head when I'm like? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I'm g- watch... oh, sorry. Also, I've got the little script to make sure I don't fuck Ethan up next to your head. And all I can all I can see is your head bouncing from side to side as as I do every line. <laughs> just, Cheers, man. Just,
1: Cheers. Just a habit. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's keeping me in time, if anything. you like a little drummer in the background.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Every you time you go, yeah, I'm going
0: with, with the beat. I'm like, oh, I've got a metronome. It's keeping me, uh, it's keeping me in time. Um, so I expect to do that every week. One day. One day we're going to be big enough that we can afford a jingle as well when we do this. Yeah. Maybe I'll get in time with a jingle. Um, time to find a free jingle. Uh, <laughs> um, I've given up on trying to try get sponsors remember how that's used to start it like yeah yeah shout out to our sponsors and it used to be silence um maybe one day mm-hmm. maybe one oh speaking of sponsory shit if it works by the time this actually goes out into the air or maybe the following day um the first bit of merch for in theory bjj ah, should yeah. be in my hands so can't wait to edit finally finally something finally, i've actually done something <laughs> you i've actually yeah. made something <laughs> I think I'm, f- I must be on like a manic episode or something. We, we need I've to get, inf-
1: yeah, we need to get the fighting fit rash cards now.
0: Yeah, we do. I know. Oh no, it's, it's actually on my list of things to do. Good, as in, good. Um, I'm actually going through progress. Uh, so we do have the original fight. Did you have one of the original fighting fit rash No. Nope. Or was it before you? Oh, it's only, it's only for the select few who are around in those early days to afford the original bat logo um one, one of the kids from the kids class came in the other day and was like chris I've, re- I've made you a new logo and do you want to use it And it's just like a house or something and i was like <laughs>
1: well oh. he's telling you the button um, needs to be replaced that's what he's telling you
0: yeah i it made me laugh because originally when we had the uh the logo created uh you know uh so morgan Erdley is a fantastic artist he's uh, a fighting fit brown belt now um <laughs> please check out his artwork Brinksman Brinksman art or something on yeah. Instagram. I have to put a link to it, but Morgan's the shit. Um, so he made our fighting fit logo. And I mentioned, I remember at the time he's like, he, Morgan's obsessed with comics is obsessed with Batman. And he made like three or four different logos. Um, and like, they were like Richard, really, the most roughest of sketches mm-hmm. like, almost like stick men of like different animals and eventually this like perfectly rendered bat mm-hmm. i was like i wonder which one you want me to go for <laughs> <laughs> is it the bat like, i'm guessing um i like our logo originally it was going to be like a american sports team kind of logo like that was kind of plan um like how you have like uh, the different like American wrestling teams. Mm. It was kind of like that. That was the idea of it. And I still like it. Maybe it needs updating a little bit. Anyway, I've ranted on for a couple of minutes now. How are you, sir? I'm good, really thank you. Late evening. You look wired as always. Yes,
1: as always. Relaxed As evening. always. To be fair, I had a busy day. Wednesdays, I work all day, don't I? I work and train as well. So just full on in the same place. Does he head in a bit? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the... It's like Christmas Eve on a
0: Wednesday because the best class of the week is on a Thursday. Yeah. So and we're that. both just sitting down on a Wednesday like, oh, yeah, tomorrow. True. tomorrow's the day. Thursday. Tomorrow we get to wake up and it's jujitsu day. Fighting. It's also been the longest since because obviously we have Monday, which is fantastic. We have a bit of MMA or, or dicking around on a Tuesday. Wednesday a day of rest. Um, then, then Thursday is just Kill. panic. Kill. Um, yeah, I know. I know I'm ex- I'm always excited when when like, Thursday used to be my my most hated day of the week for some strange reason I can't remember <laughs> why, um, arsehole day, but now it's the best. Yep. Like, I always whenever anyone wants to come down, I say come down to Thursday. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um. So we've got a couple of questions in in the mailbag, in our weekly mail bag. Good. Um. I think this, so. I'm only going to keep to a couple because I think we can actually. This is going to be quite an interesting talking point. A couple of talking points. So the first one is it's about balancing what you what students want to th- what you think they should get. As in, we are both coaches. We coach in our own places. Yep. and we have students, and students may want certain things. So how do you balance what a student may want? to what you think as a experienced coach, they should get. I'll um, let you go first.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position at the moment where I have, where, where I'm teaching, it's a new batch of uh, guys Like I've say about four months in now. So, um, I mean, I've got a couple of guys who are a bit more experienced, but the majority of the guys who are regular, are all, uh, you know, about four months in now. And so, even the guys who I've got experience, what the, a lot of the things that I'm teaching them at the moment, the, the, all the fundamental stuff, because I'm still on the getting up part. And we just, like I said last week, I've just moved on to leg blocks. So I'm in the fortunate position where they're just going with the flow. They don't really question much of what I teach them because they just see it working. Um but, I mean, the odd question here and there I'll answer. I'll be like, yeah, if they ask a specific question. Say, for example, submissions is a big question all the time, especially the way we teach like nowadays. And if I look in due time, they'll come, but I'll show them a couple of things here and there. But, and like I said, at the moment, I'm in an unfortunate position. And in my privates as well, I'm just teaching the similar kind of syllabus. So I just scrapped what I used to teach, and I just I'm teaching everyone from the ground up at the moment. So... I haven't uh, encountered that problem too much yet which I think I will eventually because then they'll be like oh I want to know more about this more about that so yeah at the moment I think that's I'm lucky in that regard
0: no no that makes sense I think as well because you have a new group like you've you've set the tone yeah um and so you can't they don't know any better essentially they come in and I mean, they may get their ideas polluted from YouTube and they might yes. see videos and want to do other things. John like, Wick. Nah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That wasn't where I was going, but yeah. <laughs> no, but John wick John here, wick- I've had two people jump guard on me and be like, where have you seen that, John Wick? I'm like, you'll get killed, bruv. Don't jump guard. <laughs> Just, just rampage them into the ground yeah <laughs> oh, that's J- why we don't do this J- jump guard with a bloody glock in your hand like i'm like you ain't got no glock mate you're just gonna die
0: um yeah and i think as well it's um it's probably been a bit harder for me because i've been obviously running the club for so many years and there's different people from different generations who've come into the club um like yourself you've been in for what are you up to now coming up to nine years this year yeah it is isn't it you almost hit a decade it's almost like we can get you a birthday present when you get <laughs> 10 years. um i would say a black belt but we've ruined that one um then we've got well morgan's been in for i think coming up to 13 years so there's and then we've got people who've been in for two, three, one, etc. And so we've got a, a good mix of people. And so being able to change up the training, like I say, it's this whole. We're not necessarily doing just straight ecological. I think that's an important thing. Yeah. And there, I will be making videos on in theory about the balance of of ecological to detail heavy technique. I think there is definitely a balance. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. 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 And. But then it's, it's, it's you know, we spent so long doing get to your fucking feet and Matt returns that it almost like became a bit of groundhog day of it's the same thing every single day. But as a coach, you've got to go, you know, my job is to make the team better. You've got to trust me. Um, I know it feels a bit groundhoggy, but there's a reason we're doing this and it's from my experience. I mean, as well, I guess it kind of, It changes the idea of what a coach is from just that professor of just giving out techniques. Like, here you go. I'm a repository of a million techniques. I will regurgitate them over time. To strategist. As in, I'm figuring out the strategy for this gym, uh, looking at where the weaknesses lie, uh, using my experience level, and then we'll adjust the training accordingly. And if there's something that takes longer then fuck it, will take longer. If there's something that doesn't require as much time. That's why it's a lot of the arbitrary numbers, that we will going to spend one month here, one month there. Why? Why one
1: month? I mean, Why can't it be three and a half weeks? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Something that I took massively, like I didn't take a lot from my teaching stuff when I was in high school, but something that I took a lot from my teaching uh, degree, shall I call it, from my PGC, was they said the best teachers are those that plan, but when they can see that the the class is going in a different direction they're not reaching to a point where your plan is telling you scrap the fucking plan and get them to where they need to get to and I've took, I bought it into coaching from day one and obviously I've seen you do it over the years and I'm like this is what works because that's what the people need there's no point in pushing people forward to a point where they can't even get to you know what I mean and, and yeah, it oh, works it works yeah I mean that's it's, it's don't be afraid to your... scrap the plan and just change it. Concentrate on what they need. I think as well. I mean, we we both we're
0: both in on the ground floor. I mean, that's again uh, one of the things I like about the culture we have is we don't separate by belts at all. Yeah, like no one gives a shit. No one <laughs> wears it. Um, and you do everyone rolls with everyone, which means. But that's the same as us. Like the amount of times I hear that some coaches don't roll with, you know, the white belts or the beginners and stuff. I'm just like. But how are you supposed to know the direction of the team if you're not rolling with everyone? If you're not watching the roles, if you're not sitting there just paying attention to the roles, paying attention to the training, and then rolling with people and feeling what they're good at and what they suck at, and the gaps in their training, if you're not being conscious with that as a coach, and and that's one of the reasons why I've never necessarily had a curriculum. Like I'm going to do this for the next year. I've tried a couple of times, but it was just, it's like I say, there's no point when you have the ideas in your head that you know what you should be going for and you adjust the plan accordingly and then you, you're you evaluating all the time on the ground. It's like, right, okay, cool. They suck here, they suck there. They're good at this, they're good at that. Okay, we need to adjust this. We'll adjust it instead of, okay, well, you know, we haven't done this for a while and this week we're going to do Darses. Why? Because we haven't done it. If we're doing side control again. Why? Like, <laughs> How long are we doing it for? A month or a week or two weeks? Like, why? Like, so does it make any sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, literally when I decided to change uh, from, obviously would, I've changed it to leg locks from where we were doing the whole getting up and the wrestling. I literally just said to him to, the two weeks before, I said, look, next week's going to be the last week we're going to be doing all this wrestling and getting up stuff. The week after, we're going to go to leg locks because I'm happy with your wrestling at the moment. Uh And then I know what you guys need next now from obviously rolling with them and then watching them roll. And I'm like, okay, this is what they're missing. So now this is what we're going to start working on and then keep bringing in, keep starting. The class starts with, again, not spending too much time on it, but the wrestling drills and getting up, just literally as part of the warm up. So it's still there. And then it's like, okay now we're doing leg locks and the teaching has completely changed. We've gone from the, let's call it the modern trendy ecological approach to now it's a very heavy technique base because it's leg locks and you can't just say to people twist, just get up out of this and do this with your legs. There's certain things in certain way, ways we've got to show them to hold the leg because it's not just natural to know how you're going to hold the leg and turn it in certain ways and the dexterity and all that stuff. Um, so that's my t- chain of thought behind it as to why I've teaching them leg locks first thing with that. They've hit the ground, not God or not, anything else really. Um, so I'm going to like, again, in my head, I'm thinking maybe four weeks, five weeks, cause I only see him once a week. But if they, if I go in on Saturday and I'm like, okay, with third weekend, they're getting a little bit of knowledge on ankle locks. I'll take them on to looks, you know what I mean? Um, so I just judge it by what I can see and what I can feel, especially when I roll with them. Cause I won't roll with them every week. I'll roll with them like once every six weeks or once every seven weeks, just to see how far they've progressed. Um, just because most of them are, you know, the highest belt in there is blue. So it's like, it's not always worth me rolling and then especially <clears throat> spazzy <clears throat> white belts injuring you. So that's something I, uh, I'm i afraid of sometimes. <laughs> Get already injured. I like how you uh, know I had a memory come up
0: on my phone. Uh, I think it was earlier this week. Okay. And it was just a picture of me just
1: sitting there looking sad with my nose off to the side oh shit uh, <laughs> I was a squazzy white belt I will admit it on camera I kicked you very accidentally as a white belt in your nose and turned it away
0: you you didn't turn the tip of my nose away you snapped my nose <laughs> the, we both heard it the side effect was obviously that <laughs> I know it didn't make me any pretty um, but do you remember hearing it?
1: yeah yeah I remember you heard it, it. right now when you said it I just remembered the up kick <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was that little sidekick from guard and your heel went straight across from, uh, the bridge of my nose and snapped it and we both yeah. heard it and we we're like, oh, Lear, gonna...
1: learn from your mistakes. <laughs> learn from your mistakes. Yeah,
0: yeah I did. Because um, I was I was heading out to Euros and I was like, oh,
1: yes, we were. Yeah, it was before the Euros.
0: That's going to limit my progress in training because my nose is currently sideways. <laughs> I, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's cool. It's cool, man. Um these things happen.
1: Sometimes you just roll with white belts because mm. you have to as a coach. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think I think we make better white belts now. Like the current crop of white belts across for me anyway that I can see from both sides of the pond um, they're not that spazzy because I think we're teaching them in a certain way if you know what I mean. I think the, the uh, thing about
0: being spazzy as well is that I think again it's a cultural thing um I I don't like the word spazzy. You know. Yeah. Flailing. yeah Fla- flailing. Out of control. Flailing. I think we need Out, to of control.
1: Out
0: of control. <laughs> I think it's because when you f- you start sparring it's it's you know you're trying to prove yourself and so you'll use strength you're you're trying to use explosiveness and so you don't know what you're doing with your body. And
1: the uncertainty as think- well of what's happening to you I think makes people go wah, wah.
0: But I think the whole kind of Ground up, Matt Returny style. About I'm not, I don't need because again that one of those frustrations you always hear is like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, previously, especially when there's submissions involved, because you've got you a definite advantage, uh, disadvantage. But now when you say to them, okay, well I just wanted to get up, just don't land on your back, just stay upright for me. And the other person, they're not even going to try and submit you. They're just, just going to do that to you as well. They're going to try and stop you from getting up. Um, they're also going to look after you. We're not trying to hurt each other. We're, we're, we're growing as a team. So just try and get up for me. That's it. And just on that alone, it's given direction and less flailing. Yeah. And it's it's nice that you can just keep it that way and people feel they can actually get involved, know what roughly to do, and it actually gives them some use to us as well. You know, they have, they kind of, when we have quite a few students now who are, I mean, we did on the promo video from the other day like that was a white belt you were dealing with. Yeah. Who wouldn't stay the fuck down. Yeah. Like it's a bit Iron Man-y. like, stay down. Gets me into level time. two of like Like in that first gear. First and gear like, with a white
1: belt, I'm thinking first gear with a white belt. This shit ain't right. Something's going on.
0: Dude, I had to I, I had him I think it was the last round and I was, I even said to him, like, just stay down, Andrew. Just stay down. <laughs> I'm, don't don't make me do this to you. I think I, just like, I, I
1: was rolling with someone. I just looked over you in the ring, and you're on top of him, on back mounted, choking him. I'm like, he's getting fucked. He's pissed Chris off as well. I wasn't. I wasn't choking him. <laughs> I
0: was just there, like, stay down, Andy. Just stay, like, just literally whispering to him, just stay down. Just don't get up. <laughs> like, don't make me. Don't make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's for our benefit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I think that's one of the things. And going back to the original question of we know roughly the direction. Like, and it's again it's, it's changing that idea from being a professor just handing out techniques to a strategist of we want this team to succeed how is the team going to succeed and you know we have to teach the team um especially that again that cultural idea of rising tide if we all do the right thing we get better as a team we're not here competing against each other we're bringing each other up and so then we should kind of ing- ingrain that mentality it makes way more sense to then go, right, as the team, collectively, how are we doing? These are some issues. Let's improve this then. Um, or this is where we're really good. Let's focus on this. Let's make sure that is our... Uh, I use the, the analogy of like a, a grain of sand in like a, 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 you know an oyster car eventually becomes a pearl. Like you have that visual idea and then everything kind of grows around yeah. it. Um, I think that's a useful way of approaching teaching and and again like as long as you can convince the students that this is for our collective benefit we do this i'm not just you know withholding shit from you just for the fun of it like i'm there's a direction and a strategy to this if the strategy doesn't work a little bit we'll adjust but trust us like we've been here a while yeah and i think as well especially when it's a rising tide mentality and people you know there's always going to be a where you fit amongst everyone else um, at your skill level and I think sometimes it's hard especially if you don't have a lot of beginners joining you don't realise actually how good you're getting like imagine we you know we just mentioned Andy like a very powerful white belt imagine if he was the last white belt we had he wouldn't know that he's a pain in the ass and, until someone new starts yeah. and then you, you you'd absolutely just crush the soul out of him you're like oh okay you, you were more powerful than you realised um Yeah, so I think that's also one of those things that a coach has to do is bring in new people just so you can chuck more meat into the grinder so people are aware that they've actually made some benefits uh, sometimes. Um, Next question. Do you... uh, Oh, this is actually interesting because I feel I have something to say about this. Ooh. Ooh. uh, It's about training with um, lower belts and improving by training with lower belts. Do you think... Training with lower belts would actually affect how
1: you are against higher belts. Would it make you more gun-shy? Um, okay, so I've got a simple rule for myself. That's why i roll with anyone, is I will try and learn. I'll try to make the roll enough for, for the other person that they're learning something, but I'm also learning something as well. Um, so that could be anything. <clears throat> Again dependent on who I'm rolling with uh, if I know what their skills are so for example like reno he's a white belt so I know you know he's big heavy on the wrestling so I can have a full-on wrestling round with him you know what I mean where he's gonna learn and I'm learning as well because he's strong and he's hard to fucking take down so I'm learning I'm not if I want to and if I wanted to turn into a fucking you know just smash in. I can set it up and take him down. I've got the capability. I know I can do that. But then he's not learning anything because I'm just on top for the full round and he's just surviving. Um, But then you could take someone like Lee. He's got good leg... Like he's trying to learn the leg lock game and he's trying to get good at him. So... If I want to play a bit of legs, I'll be like, yeah, let's play legs. So we're, not, we're going to waste my time trying to take him down and I'll probably take him down straight away and then be like, okay, engage the leg locks myself because I know that's his strength. So I always try and find a way. And obviously you've seen this. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever declined anyone a roll. I've always rolled. I roll, I'd roll every round um, and I roll with anyone as well. And I always think that I've got to take something from this roll and give them something to, as a, back as well. So it's not just useless. And I don't think I've ever had a roll where it's been completely like the other person said that was shit or after oh, I've got nothing out of this role maybe in the early days when I thought it was always about fighting and winning and blah 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 but now it's it's, you you know when as you get more experience and and the mindsets change where it's learning and then there's a time to go hard and you know when you're ready to compete a week two weeks out or whatever but other than that it should just be learning 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 so that's the way I approach it so I always feel that you can learn something off everyone. And it all depends. If you're in high higher belt, it's your responsibility. I either believe that. It's your responsibility as a high belt where this role goes. Unless, obviously, they come out and they're fucking just going for you. Then they've set the pace and you've got to like bring them down a bit. And be like, hello, like I'm in control, but I'm letting you do things. And you know, just take it a little bit if you want to play. Do you think, though, that training with lower belts
0: helps you tr- be able to compete against higher belts?
1: I don't know, man, but uh, I think that isn't a really, really, really big issue because I've sometimes I don't get the luxury of like on a Wednesday, for example, when I do my open. My last few weeks I've only had two white belts coming in, so but I've still got to get my training in, and I've got to get that you know at the end of it feel oh, okayed. I'm I'm done. Like I've had a good session. Like so. No, I think you can compete. Like I think it's in your mind what you need to work on. I think there isn't a big issue, and I think it's been proven many times. Like you don't need to be part of a world class team to be a world class champion. Uh, You know, you can think of that many examples in many different sports as well. So, and a lot of these jujitsu guys now that are emerging nowadays, it's like a lot of them didn't have world class. You know, uh, fellow tra- training partners, you know, they just grew together. And even you, for example, you didn't have anybody higher belt than you to train with. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't give me that face. I-, I was coming to you, Chris. I was coming to you. I just didn't want to say you first, you know. Save the best to last in it. <laughs> but yeah, you never had the luxury of training with any higher belts than you. You were the highest belt. And then you competed very well, you know, in to, uh, Europe to the European level as well. So... I don't think I think you can still do shit. I honestly can. I believe I can get to a decent level with everybody that I'm training with, and most of the people I train with, I'm on a higher button than them anyway. So
0: I've compared to a transcontinental level. Yeah, transcontinental. Um, yeah, shit. At black. At yeah, black yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I forgot. Yeah, you think so? This is what I find interesting. Is that? Sorry, you went on a bit got, of rant then. It's cool. Um, I like rants. This is what this is for. <laughs> just ranting into the ether. Um, I didn't have anyone above me, and I got to black belt. Like, legitimately, like was then considered a black belt. You know, training person. And you look at my belt checker. It's just a list of people saying he's a bad person. Um, you like the best white belt in the world or something. Labelled, yeah, labelled yeah. or something like. that. Yeah. And then it just went to one a, a mean, mean black belt. But you think I only got there from, you know, consistently training with lower people, which is, I mean, so the way I kind of saw it, I remember actually thinking of this at the time, over ten years ago, is, so Jake, our blue belt Jake, he started with me. Hey Jake, you normally listens to this. Uh, he started with me when we we started together, two thousand and nine, and we were very equal we were similar size similar weight um similar build um and you know we'd almost one for one every round that we'd like submit each other and we were quite we had a heck of a rivalry and friendship going out of it and then he left and i didn't really have anyone then who could push me the way he did and then i got a, uh, a new student pretty much joined the second he left max uh, bickerton who you know he's a big name around london the uk right now polaris etc so he joined whilst he was in sixth form and you know eventually he gets up to a really good level under me and then he's someone who i then have issues he became the new jake you know one for one of each other we having really good tough rounds and then he leaves goes to browlio's goes to university and all of a sudden i'm like right okay well there's it's empty again and around about the same time morgan joins. And Morgan becomes that kind of person. And it's one of those things of like, the way I've seen it is, that's why I've never kind of held anything back and have tried to like, whatever I do, I want you to understand it. I want you to understand how to break it. I want you to understand everything about it. Because the only way I'm ever going to get better is by training with good people who I'm essentially having to get there. And that's always been the case, uh, fighting fit. And that's why when I got my black belt, when Pre awarded me it, I, you know, I said, look, I wouldn't be here without any of you because I only got here from training with you all and you guys being beasts and monsters and us and we all training hard together. Um, and as well, I think training with beginners, I and mean, you probably agree with this, training with very basic people consistently, not just doing advanced classes, but having to break down the same concepts repeatedly over and over and over again. So that shattering them into atoms and understanding the, the particular parts has made me understand jiu-jitsu yep. way more yep. than yep. um anything else. And being able to do that and apply the good theories uh along with just, you know, creating the 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 right mindset of like we're gonna train hard as a team, which has always been the fighting fit way. Um that's been enough to to make me a pain in the ass, and you know we talked to to josh mckinney about this you know he did the exact same in granite city illinois call out to josh mckinney of the Sucker jiu-jitsu show the guy beat aj gay's arm uh i think the nashville open ibjjf and he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere like granite city illinois uh and he's just built this you know head nod uh bjj team which is just a brutally good team out there and anyone from head nod i, I miss you guys um anything yeah you can absolutely do this as long as the coach is honest and builds up the team and understands that he's own he she is only ever going to be as good as their team then build your team up like make that rising tide mentality again like we all rise together and you make me better i'll make you better um there's some humility in that. Like, yeah. Train with everyone. But also I think like what you said there is never refuse a role. Like never turn someone down. But I also think that you understand that these aren't people. They're just not – they're like, God, I'm changing, man. Um They're not just, uh, you know, belts on the mats. Like, oh, lower belts, high belts. They're friends. Yeah. Like I want to train with my fr- – I want to play a game with my friends. All these people in the maro- in this room are my friends. I know their names. Um, I care about them. I ask how they are, their jobs, their families – and i want to train with my friends so i don't see them as like a lower belt or high belt or it's like no we're just i'm having a fun time with my friends and the more time i spend with my friends the better at this sport i will be um i think if the whole gym can have that mentality then you'll just get plenty of rounds in and you'll train right and you'll you'll fall into place for you yeah if you have a good strategy um so absolutely, I think, you know, even in these gyms that are in the middle of, the middle of butt fuck nowhere with no one around you. Uh, there's plenty of information on YouTube, in books. I had Submissions 101 and Jiu-Jitsu University on, <laughs> by Garval. That's it. <laughs> and that was enough. It's like, it's pretty much the only reason I was left in charge of fighting for it was because I know how to read mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to everyone else in the room. <laughs> oh, this one's mildly intelligent. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> well, none of them do jujitsu. Now, go hey, listen yeah. to this. Um, one thing, actually, then talking like going on this idea, this sort of random tangent. um I'm going to releasing a. I want if you're around tomorrow, so I want to make this video about posture. So I had a brain melting epiphany last week um about the idea of again. I game a lot, so it's just it's affected by that terribly. This idea that balance and posture, I know we've been talking about it a lot, and I want to bring this into training and i to record the results. Balance and posture is obviously very important. Um about breaking someone's balance, you know, pushing them over, etc. something we we tried to fight against and, and been able to improve by staying upright. And we've done that, but I've also really become to appreciate the importance of posture. And realizing that before anything can ever happen in jiu-jitsu be it a takedown or a technique or whatever there's always a posture break just before you do what you do if the person's already got poor posture it's dead easy i mean as in joint alignment and spinal alignment if their alignment of their skeleton is off they have no posture but if their alignment of their skeleton is good They're strong. They have posture. And you've got to break their posture before anything can work. And it made me really appreciate that, like imagine like we were playing like Tekken or Mortal Kombat or something like like a fighting game. And you have like the health bar at the top of the screen. But underneath you have like a stamina bar, like a posture bar. Yeah. And then you've got to break the posture bar before you can inflict damage to the health bar. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took that mentality with me when I rolled a view the other day. As in, I was like, Right, I'm going to see this. I can't do shit to him. If he's focused and he's on it and he's balanced and his posture is good, I can't do shit to him. He's too strong. He's too powerful. If I break his posture, he's weak in that moment of time and that's where I can deliver damage to him. Um, I literally went armoured core on you. (laughs) (laughs) um, Full PS5 like nerding shit on you. And I was like, every time I attacked you, I didn't just go for the technique. I felt it. I understood. I understood there had to be a posture break before. And, like, if I was trying to get hooks in on your back, I wasn't just going to get go put hooks in. I was like, right, break his posture, go for the hook. Yeah. Break his posture, go for the hook. I, you know, before I went for any sort of sweep or anything, I was like, posture break, go. Um, and also, I was like, I then became very aware of my own posture bar. And I was like, I can't let him touch mine. Like, if he starts affecting my posture, I can't then do the techniques I want because I've got a low posture bar. I literally started to nerd this shit out. So I might actually. Um, record out a role. <laughs> if I've got the time to do this, because this feels like it might be a lot of work to try and like, <laughs> animate this into it. But almost like put a posture bar like in our role, like almost do like a health bar on both, and like just record when there's been a posture break, almost like a cartoon, just like, bang, posture break. And you can see when the techniques happen or what makes it that be mad. Or like, he's got no posture right now. Like, you know, someone's fighting without posture and become really easy to sweep or fuck up or submit. Um... And so I want to try this as like a as a class and experiment of, right, everyone roll. Be aware of this kind of health bar, posture bar, and be aware that, right, you can't you, – your techniques are only going to be maximum effective if your posture bar is full and theirs is empty. So break the fuck out of their posture bar and keep yours good. I want to see actually what that causes because I think I pretty much said this in the webinar on In Theory um, – and then Dan Hur put it on his fucking Instagram again. <laughs> someone's, someone's feeding him my information, man. <laughs> I, I swear to God. Or I'm losing my goddamn mind. I swear. I swear he is. Um, I'm on to you, John. I, you're probably listening to this. <laughs> uh, no, he isn't. He's definitely not. I'm just losing my marbles. Uh, so yeah, I want to record this. I want to see what happens. because I think focusing on posture breaks realizing that the importance of posture and the reason realizing that you have to break someone's posture for anything to work if they've got no posture in the first place that's why everything would work but when you come across people who are aware of their posture and understand what good posture is fuck me they're hard to deal with yeah and i think black belts and high belts just have it naturally ingrained in how they move um just in general it's not like a you know the only time you ever hear posture is like clothes guard, like posture, posture. And he's like, no, it's everywhere. Like, it's your alignment of your body. If you break the alignment of their body, they are weak for that moment in time. Whilst they're weak, fuck them up. Uh, diminish their health until they're nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I attacked you like that relentlessly on that role. I was quite violent with it as well. I realized when uh, you were in Turtle, I was just like punching your head to no, the don't. fucking floor relentlessly. I I'm sorry. Okay. But I felt, it felt good. <laughs> sorry Um, i was trying this idea i was like i wonder how much i can affect because you're obviously you know me and you have very close roles and we're quite powerful against each other so i thought you know what i can't i can't let him have his power like normal i can't (laughs) try and attack someone who's fully postured i need to fucking snap him relentlessly and see what happens and then the gear really worked well yeah (gasps) i make it a gi video
1: the gi was it was the gi he's played a lot of part of it i was like fuck you up. this is strong man yeah, Chris is. Uh, is Chris angry today? Yeah, like, that's what I said. It's, it's, I was like, "Fucking reason I'm happy today."
0: Someone pissed on his rice krispies. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: I, I'm. I'm going to record the class tomorrow and see what happens because I want to see this idea of posture breaking relentlessly. Good on idea, someone. Man.
1: Good idea.
0: Yeah, I'm excited because if if this goes well, I think we're going to have a really rough evening. Yeah so anyone listening to this which I actually think there are people listening to this now I do check the stats people listen to this um, check the YouTube out uh, it'll be coming out what's this Thursday this comes out so it'll be Thursday night 30th so probably the first maybe by the time it's rendered so yeah 30th 1st no December uh, it'll be a class on posture breaking from Fighting Fit on the Chris Payne's BJJ channel and I'll probably do a deeper dive into it on the In Theory BJJ if you want to sign up for that plug 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 um <laughs> also you've got some stuff for are your... so Naki. we're back making videos of knack again uh you've been making some more you get riled up by instagram don't you <laughs> like, people, people doing
1: dumb shit on instagram you're like yeah i don't you know doing... man i don't know how people are making money off shit man i don't like that shit <laughs> like you're being bullshit to people it's all nonsense and you know it's it's not right somebody needs to do something about it i'm surprised nobody has yet like why are people calling out bullshit so yeah one video at a time
0: i think it's because jiu became my like aikido mm, could be we are once we're one step away from aikido right now yeah and the second you start to step out the bubble a little bit and go this makes no sense you shine a light on it, and you go, oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then some people can't accept that fact that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, some people can accept that fact. And you know what? It doesn't make sense sometimes. I know. I'm aware, Nak. I'm aware. I know aware. It's okay. Uh, but, yeah, please check out – which is your Instagram channel for this? Yeah, knacky.l.hefe.
1: Video-
0: I'll make sure I link that in the description for this yeah. uh, video. So if you listen to this on Spotify or – other things apple um amazon maybe google although it's becoming youtube podcasts now why do they have to do this um go to youtube uh the videos on there and then all the links will be in the description um we'll put everything on there uh thank you for your time again as always this is i love root the week it's sick um I keep thinking, I need to get other guests on this podcast, and I have. I've been talking to Jordan Pressinger of Jordan Teacher Jiu Jitsu. Preet wants to come back on. I think he misses me. Um, <laughs> Greg Sodas spoke to him last week. He should be coming back on as well. So I've got and other BJJ Globetrotters coaches. Uh, Nora Schultz, uh, Naomi Schultz, who is obviously trained down in Austin right now. Um, hope to get on in the next week or two. So there's plenty of people who want to come on, but it's like, it's never the same without you. Know. <laughs> Like, I'll be sitting there and be like oh it's not him
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: make it weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for your evening no uh, thank you for your time I'll see you at training and anyone paying attention uh, to who's made it this far please check out these videos uh, about posture breaking check out In Theory BJJ uh, yeah and, and let us know your thoughts and uh, oh I'm going to be doing a new webinar as well so they'll be advertised Uh, But yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for another episode of Reap the Week.
1: Thank you.